over on Instagram, I saw with uh, Now This News, that's the name of the, the page, uh, it had a post that said, uh, the Senate passed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act by unanimous consent on June 15, 2021. The bill would establish June 19 as a national holiday. June t- Juneteenth commemorates the arrival of federal troops in Galveston, Texas to ensure that slavery was ended in Texas. The holiday is associated with the date June 19, 1865, and is honored every June 19. The United States did not fully abolish slavery until the passage of the 13th Amendment in December 1865, so six months later. The bill heads to the House for a vote. And I think a few days later, that vote passed, and President Joe Biden gave a thumbs up. Welcome, folks, good people, to the fourth episode of the podcast, Are You Serious? B. So, give a little uh, history on the on the celebration itself. You know, piggyback on what you just the days you just gave. Um, historically, it was uh, known as Jubilee Day, of course, and first celebrated in eighteen sixty six, I believe. Um, so back then, of course, you know there was no the mail system is not what it is today. There was no priority two or three day prior, you know, so the, the, right. the you live in New York, you have relatives in Texas, you you know, you can't just mail them or, or and let them know, you know, the slavery is over. But ne- news took longer to get, you know, from state to state back then. So again, Robert E. Lee, you know, the end of the Civil War was uh, um, established when he surrendered to Grant in, in April of 1865. But again, the uh, the news in Texas didn't arrive till June. So anyway, um, in 1865, when they received the news in Texas that you know they were free, the slaves were free. <clears throat> Every year since then, you know, it's been celebrated uh, by many people. It had, it, again, it wasn't a national holiday till a couple of days ago, but. It's, it all it, it has always been celebrated, you know, through history since the 1800s. But um, my question is: today's in today's times, I mean, is it really something that I don't know? I don't want to phone use the word, you know, helps us or moves us pushes us forward um, in any way. It's kind of like, you know, putting Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill or whatever bill they was going to put her on, you know. I mean, these things, they sound great. It's like, oh, about time for this to happen, about time for that to happen. But is it really giving us, you know, <laughs> anything that we that we stand in need of, you know, uh, 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 police, you know, police brutality, justice, you know, protection or or some right. people, you know, calling for reparations. Is it really giving us something that's going to catapult us uh, into the future? You know what I mean? Well, well, before we even get into that, it's still new to me. Like, I didn't grow up celebrating Juneteenth. I didn't grow up. I got to be honest. 
and and they say in Texas is really celebrated big there, but mm-hmm. you know, and you you a few years ahead of me, but I didn't grow up celebrating Juneteenth. I have not heard about it until, I mean, and 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 my mom's kind of new. I mean, my mom's not from here, but she still mm-hmm. was aware of the history and what's going on and what's to celebrate and what to you know kind of teach me African American history. Then it went on like you know brought in my community into my church and uh, amongst friends and family. And then it went on when I went to Howard, learning more about my history uh, and all of that and slavery and civil rights, everything. But I honestly, through all of that, I did not hear about Juneteenth and understand Juneteenth until like maybe five something years ago, a few years ago. Right, right, right. So I understand that it's been kind of recognized and Jubilee Day and all of that, but it's still kind of new to me. I gotta be honest. I mean, what about you? Did you grow up hearing about Juneteenth and celebrate Jubilee Day? Not at all. There's no shame in it because I think a lot of people, you know, have probably heard about it, but they didn't necessarily celebrate it growing up. We definitely, my parents definitely didn't, you know, tell us, oh, it's June. Uh, I mean, you know, Jubilee Day. Or, no, 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 no. I learned about the event, the actual event in school, history class or whatever. You know what I mean? But we never, we were never told, oh, you know, this is something that's being celebrated every year. You know, you should check into it and check. No, I didn't find out about that or even hear about it until I was well into adulthood, you know, and even after that, it wasn't something that every year that it came around that I even remembered, you know, that it was, uh, that it was a holiday. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, so that's why I question now, I'm not saying that it's not important because people have been, uh, celebrating it for generations. I'm just, But but where, who and where, I mean, I, well, I, I may, maybe that's insignificant, but I'm just, it's, it's you know, maybe, I, I don't think you or I are people that have our heads in the sand about even our own <laughs> culture. Right. So it's like, who, like, is it, who outside of Texas? Like, and that's the thing, like, I hear, you know, people now saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fool, you, like, like you know, people <laughs> are not, not fool, but right, right, it's right. like, Keep it 100. Like, we ain't, we was not, I, if I've known you for more than five years, I do, I, I feel like, and you, and, and you know, I would have heard about it, or we would have gone to a Jubilee barbecue or something like that. Right, like, right. Or a cookout, but it was, uh, it was just a regular day. So, I mean, I'm happy. I'm glad. Like, there's more things. Right. I think the most that I heard about was, <laughs> you know, um, it, it being signed into law that the slavery was abolished because mm-hmm. a lot of times and you know Lincoln always get credit for freeing the slaves. That's all you are. Lincoln freed the slaves. Which isn't which is not true. Which is really not like hundred percent accurate. Mm-hmm. Um and black people deserve a lot more credit than they get for that in terms of rebelling and fighting and right. even suiting up in the army to fight for their own freedom. So right. black people kind of freed themselves but um what i the most i heard was uh folks kind of dismissed it and then they had to send out troops everywhere to say <laughs> uh hey you know cut that slave shit out right 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 it's it's illegal now 
Like, Absolutely. So that and and it, it, it didn't become more official or recognized until months later. That's kind of what I remember, but I just chalked it up as black folks getting uh being you know the injustice um, at every turn. But um, yeah, I mean, so okay, so you didn't grow up with it, but do you? So that that's the thing. If you didn't grow up with it, that means you probably didn't know anybody else that grew up with it. I mean, I heard about it here and there. Not maybe not some no one that was like close, close to me. You know, what I'm saying I may have heard it in conversation. Someone okay. talking about it because uh, a lot of people were having a conversation of, oh, Fourth of July this, Fourth of July that. That's not really our holiday, but we, you know, we 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 celebrate Juneteenth. And even after hearing that, lazily, I probably didn't even ask. You know. I mean, I, again, I knew about in history that why it was celebrated and what it was, but I probably never asked, what is the celebration? What do, what do you do, you know, when the day comes? Do you have a cookout? I probably never asked that, you know what I'm saying? But um, I don't know. I mean, even, even now, oh, you asked a question a minute ago about who celebrated it. Well, right. I mean, <clears throat> after, you know, 1866 or whatever, it was celebrated mostly in Texas, but it spread out into, you know, other states, and people were catching on to it, and it just started to become a thing, you know, not probably not big enough for, like you said, everybody to you know, know about it and start to celebrate like it was Thanksgiving or something, you know, but you know, to me, it's like Kwanzaa, I don't know, you know, when was the first time you heard about Kwanzaa? What, what See, over, I heard you know? about I heard about Kwanzaa when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, I did, and we actually celebrated it. I remember being, um, like maybe six or seven years old, mm-hmm. and like observing Kwanzaa. I don't know if we had the the the. I don't remember what the name of the candles were. If we lit that, but I know my mom definitely educated me about what each day meant and mm-hmm. uh i thought it was tight especially just in terms of uh the impact on building the community and building us as well building our communities and building us as a people i want to make the distinction <laughs> that there is no one black community that right. <laughs> black folks are people that belong to uh numerous communities so right uh, and we're not a monolith but yeah, no, nah, Kwanzaa is familiar to me. Kwanzaa is, yeah. And I saw, I look, I had little Kwanzaa puzzles, Kwanzaa books. It was pretty known. Like, well, like, at least for me, it's not, I don't think I had any friends that celebrated. And that might have been the one and only year we did. But um, yeah, I mean, as time goes on, you'd hear more about it. And like, church some churches would improvise and be like yeah we're gonna do it we celebrating jesus but we want we want to show some kwanzaa love too so like <laughs> right right you know at, at christmas time but um so you say you didn't you didn't grow up with that i hear much about that growing up oh well i knew about kwanzaa because even uh, believe it or not i heard in school you know what i mean when uh it was getting close to the holidays we would hear about it and be taught actually you know what the days meant you know, but in my wow. home, yeah, right. In my home, we never, it wasn't anything that we did with my parents, you know what I'm saying? But you learned about the history of it. I, well, I did, you know, and 
not the same for Juneteenth, though. You know what I'm saying? I, it right, wasn't no. a, a thing. You're and definitely you not to, a school. Uh, you went to um like uh, uh, uh um a pretty diverse school. There was white folks at your school too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> mixed. Teaching, yeah, teaching about Kwanzaa. Yeah. So and 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 look, I don't have any shame. I'm. I don't think either of us are saying that it shouldn't be a holiday. I think what we. I think we're being honest, and I don't feel any shame in saying that it's still fairly new to me. I mean, I'm so I can't. So I don't know. So I say that saying that I don't know what to do. I don't know, like, <laughs> how to celebrate. Like, I know that I kind of, I don't remember, I don't know if I was around or old enough when MLK Day became a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the significance is somewhat different there. Um, but I I get that, right? But right. with this, I think in the wake of what's been going on lately, you've been hearing, we've been hearing uh, more voices uh, speak up. And and with the last political season, <laughs> we it felt like uh, Black folks had the attention of Democrats. I mean, I'm going to keep it funky. We don't, like... As a whole, we don't really feel like we're there. I mean, I it seems like the black and brown and other don't have, and not to be disrespectful, but just you know, um, non-Caucasian, non-whites don't seem like they are a part of the GOP Republican agenda. So that's a strength that a lot of Democrats and others build on and try to gain votes by saying, "Hey, we have your interest at heart." Right. So. So with that being said, with last year being a political season, a lot of it was, okay, y'all listening, y'all have our ears, so here are our demands. Here's what we want and want to start or want to stop. You know, we want, as Black people, and as just general Americans, too, because I, I know that there's many that join in the collective voice. It's not just do this for Black people. It's like, hey, this is how our country moves forward and heals. It's hey, there needs to be an end of white terrorism, right? Like, right. Like against you see it against black, brown, Asian. Um, you see it in mass shootings, bombings. There's white terrorism in America. It's the right. same one, and that needs to stop. And we, like as a whole, the powers that be need to put more effort, energy into calling it out and stopping it. Uh, um, reparations for Black people needs to happen. Uh, that, and that's in terms of acknowledgement. And maybe this is step one. Maybe this is the acknowledgement, but it doesn't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think anyone ever asked for a holiday. No one ever was like, yo, we need Juneteenth as a holiday. Maybe but, somebody did ask for it. I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, you know, and that's the only thing I can think about in terms of reparations when I hear Joe Biden speak, because he's mm-hmm. like, we need to uh, you know, acknowledge the ugliness of our past, um, and so, so maybe a step one because part of it is acknowledging the wrong. I say this all the time in terms of reparations because people immediately push back, even though our country has given reparations numerous times, as well as other countries to right. other groups of people, whether it be right. Asians or Jews or right. you know how or even Native Americans. Part of it is the acknowledgement and the apology and then some type of compensation in some form, whether it be land or monetary or, right? 
So maybe this holiday is part of the acknowledgement. I don't know. But other things that people have vocalized over the past year, 2020, is defund and abolish the police, equal voting rights, fair justice, eliminating cash bail, uh, you know, things like that, end housing, education, and employment discrimination. All of these things have been vocalized of this is what we want. This is what we need. You say you hear us and you want to help us. And none of it seems like none of those things are checked off the list. It seems like the response <laughs> is, here's a holiday that is for black people. Right. Which is kind of offensive and frustrating. I know, absolutely it is, you know, because it's like you touched on, you know, uh, and I think historically, you know, in bigger numbers, black community has uh, voted more Democrat than Republican. You know what I mean? At least I would say, you know, in in my lifetime that I know about, you know, that's been happening. But, and a lot of people say that, you know, well, you're always voting for these people, but do you ever get what you want after you vote for them? You know, are the Democrats taking advantage of your vote and then, you know what I'm saying, not really giving you anything. But the thing to me is the other side, you know, the opponents of all the things that we ask for, all the things that we think we stand in need of, right now as we speak, are trying to destroy, you know, and dismantle a system that they claim and have been claiming forever is the, you know, one of the centerpieces of our democracy, you know, but yet you're trying to take away uh, or, or uh, hinder people's um, right to vote. You understand what I'm saying? So right. now, if if given this holiday, you know, oh, it's just quote-unquote the beginning and you're planning to move forward with the other things that we, you know, that you named that we have requested, okay, fine. But if this is just a pacifier, I'm not. Nah, I really don't. I know, you know, I hope I don't offend nobody, but I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? I, it's not that I don't care about Juneteenth and, and the historic you know, nature of it, but it's just what, how is you, how is giving us this holiday going to benefit my kids in the future? You know what I'm saying? My kids' uh, future, or you know, how is that going Absolutely. to, you know, or, or right the wrong, or right the right. wrong that has been done to you, your people, your community, your family. Like, right. if we keeping it real as black men, our, if we being all the way honest, our family directly or other families adjacent neighbor have been impacted by white supremacy. Absolutely. Uh, in some way. So it's yeah. like, it is personal. It ain't no, like, just broad, you know, conversation or concept. Uh, but the thing that's, the thing that is interesting um because because you could look at it like all right folks are being educated on the history of slavery but um the big thing now they talk about critical race theory um i think that's uh what it's what it's called they had an acronym for it uh um yeah critical race theory in schools certain states have already come up i think it might be florida um, the might be Texas, might be Louisiana, have come out and like banned it and said, no, we don't want to talk. We don't want our schools talking about race, Absolutely. talking about yeah. 
Um, talking about which, of course, will include slavery. So, mm-hmm. my concept is the I don't think the mindset of America, whether it be um, whatever, regardless of race, because I'm sure you find one or two um, soul bros who uh, will agree with the GOP side. Oh, I don't yeah. Think the mindset is even really ready to understand. So, it's I think folks kind of roll their eyes at the holiday because, you know, you all right, like, because what does it do? Because they turn around and put other laws in the play that says, that kind of contradicted and say, hey, uh, we don't want to learn about history. We don't want to be educated. We don't want our kids to know about the truth, about facts, that things that really happen. You know, we, we <laughs> want to kind of gloss over it and kind of... Mm-hmm reappropriate it and change it and modify it going forward to kind of which has been done all the time. People try to right, say right, right. People and people are people are dumb. I mean, I heard some other day <laughs> where they said a teacher uh, a teacher was teaching that um, all the there were a few tribes in America, but the, the um, this was an experience. I think Bobani Jones said on his podcast that uh, teacher said that there were a few original tribes here in America, but the other Native American tribes came over with the pilgrims. Wow. Yeah, people talking about uh, like, uh, uh, you know, and I have these conversations about race and slavery. They try to make it like like apples to apples. Oh, yeah, everyone has slaves. There were slaves everywhere. There were white slaves, black slaves. You know, and, and, and then it's like, yeah, you know, over there, they, you know, somebody had to work. And I'm like, you don't have any idea what slavery is. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. Like, as someone who has studied it in death, you know, to the point of it will, it's it's way worse and sick than what any horror movie could paint. Right. Um, but I just feel like folks are not ready. Like, folks don't, like, whether they want to force it in terms of this knowledge, folks are actively saying, we don't care we don't want not me personally but when i see mm-hmm. folks rallying hard like I, I just google critical race theory and it says ted cruz says uh critical race theory talking about race teaching about race in american schools is as racist as klansmen oh my god L- listen first of all uh, the the opponents of you know uh race, when I say the opponents, I mean those who are afraid or fear speaking about race. Listen, this is what you've done since forever. All you've ever done in whether it's in school or whether it's in your homes is teach your kids the nonsense and lies that you say make this country so great. You You've never told the truth about this country and in full, you know, Never. and 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 taught your kids the ugly part, the ugly side of this country. You've never, and I'm not, of course, for not everybody, but the majority. And you can tell by the way people live now, their attitudes now. You can tell they wasn't raised on truth. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, let's just be real here. Uh, they hate to even talk about racism. It it, it makes them. Super uncomfortable for some reason, but and you and they're always saying, "Well, wow, why are y'all worried about that now? Y'all never been slaves. I I never owned any slaves. You know, my people never owned any. Listen, what are you saying to me? That that 
it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter to me now because I've never been a slave. My parents were a slave and my grandparents, you know, blase, whatever. Listen, it may not have been slaves like in 19th century with shackles on their hands and their and their feet. But listen, my grandfather had to walk the streets and couldn't even look your grandfather in the eye. We had we talking about the two grown men having a conversation. He couldn't even look your grandfather in the eye. Now you you not that you, that means you're not acknowledging him as a man. You understand what I'm saying? So how are you telling me that historically for me it it, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, it has no effect on me because it was so long ago. Listen, start teaching the whole truth in schools, in your home. You've never done it, and now you want to backtrack even further and take the things out of uh, the history books that you didn't mind talking about for years and years. You didn't mind telling us about slavery. You didn't mind telling us about Martin Luther King. You didn't mind these things, right? But I, I, when I, I don't know about you. When I was in school, I didn't ever hear anything about uh, the Malcolm X's, you know, or or um, Marcus Garvey's and these people. I, I, I never heard it, it, these names in school, you know. But yeah. I just, I just wonder sometimes, you know, and not to, you know, <laughs> point the finger at anybody, but. I wonder in a lot of white households, do they actually teach their kids things other than what they're learning in school? Because I know my parents did. There were things that what you know that schools wouldn't teach it that my parents had to, you know, educate us on. So right. I wonder do they have do they actually do this? You know, because the the way you're the way that People in my generation, and white white friends that I grew up with, or people that are my age now, the way the things that a lot of them are saying, and the way the things, the way that they think, I can't tell that that you have ever learned any of that or been taught it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're being probably being educated differently, you know, because when you hear things like "America is the greatest country in the world," it's like, all right, well. Pull up the pull up the receipts. What are we right. judging this criteria on? When you say things like "Make America Great Again," it's just like, okay, so what what aspect of history are you like citing as great? And then you kind of see that people's perspectives are totally different, and they might dip might be being educated, or even as an education and a non education, but of uh, you know what is there like. Uh, it's it, and we talk about slavery and that whole oh you weren't personally impacted. We saw as we were preparing for the show, we saw certain reports that talk about how slave in certain areas slavery had continued all the way up until the 1960s. Um, because when you understand slavery, people think that okay, slavery was quote unquote ab- abolished. And um, that was the end of trouble for black people. But we all know it's not true that there's reconstruction, that there's sharecropping, right. that there right. is um, civil rights, that there is, um, you know, white terrorism and uh, black flight, the great migration. That's right. Uh, all, all of that. And um, just constant, constant suffering. And there's always, there's always some type of like, 
swing around excuse. So if you say, oh, yeah, um, I might have been enslaved, but, um, you know, my great-grandfather so-and-so was, you're like, oh, but that was long ago. And this is like, well, how long ago? How long ago does it have to be for you to, how, how recent does that have to be for you <laughs> right. to acknowledge it? You know, and I think about what you said about, um, I think about that all the time, uh, seeing seeing certain folks out and about, and I think about our ancestors and just what they had to go through. Like, like we talked last week about um, just kind of cleanliness and bathrooms, and I'm thinking, all right, yeah, my daughter has to use the bathroom, and we rushing to find a bathroom. What if that bathroom that we went to had a sign only that said whites only? And yeah. so what? My child got to pee on herself. Like right. we got to go out in the grass by a tree, even though there is working plumbing right here. Or what if I'm dehydrated? I've been working, or you've been working. You just work the shift, and you tired and you thirsty, and there's a water fountain, and it says, "Nah, it's not for you." Like that's a different type of sick psychological terrorism uh, that is not okay, and that's proof. And folks got to own up to that. Folks got to pay for that. <laughs> however you want to put it, however you want to call it, folks got to own up to that psychological terrorism and pay for it. And um, it's it's wild. We don't even we we didn't even discuss talking about critical race theory in our prep notes. But you Google it, and it's all over. I mean, just to, like I said, I mentioned the whole thing about Ted Cruz. So that's Texas on CNN. Then you go over to Washington Post. Wisconsin congressman introduces bill to ban critical race theory in D.C. schools, <laughs> right? Okay, Wisconsin, <laughs> mind your business. And then it goes over one thing that went viral uh, on Fox News. It says Illinois father goes viral for speech against critical race theory, um, calling it a bunch of nonsense. And that last one is a black man. <laughs> you know, uh, like you showed me the video with the various celebrities, uh, Morgan Freeman, right. Uh, Little Wayne saying that racism does not exist anymore because they're successful. Right. I mean, listen, all these people wanting to ban, you know, critical race theory and and, and get rid of all the <clears throat> educational, you know, ways to educate people further on how to, you know, have further conversations about racism. You know, these people, again, it, I can't see it as anything other than fear. It's like, what is it that you're afraid of that these things are going to be taught or these things are, are going to continue to be talked about? Is it just that you're tired of hearing about it? You're tired of talking about it? You're tired of black people, you know, protesting about this and kneeling for that? And, and that's another thing, too. Like something you just said a second ago, everything that we do, whether it's a protest or whether it's, you know, we're trying to stand up for this right or that. It's like they're always trying to tell you, they have a habit of telling you how to do it, when to do it. Don't do it like that. That's not the appropriate thing. Do it like this. And But, you know, just some years ago, you, you didn't even have concern about my rights. You didn't even care if I had any rights. You know what I mean? So now you're telling me how to... Uh, uh, fight for my rights, how to protest, how to stand up, how to sit down. Come on. You know, it's the right, acknowledgement. Right. Like you said, it's the acknowledgement. You don't even want to acknowledge that these things happen. That's why you want to stop talking about it. That's why you want to stop having, having it being taught in the schools because you don't even want to acknowledge it. 
Yeah, it's it's sad. So I'm, and we we circle back around to this holiday. It's just like our you know, is 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 this just kind of like a drop in the bucket Juneteenth celebration in terms of acknowledgement? I mean, they're making it a holiday. So like like uh, is that the acknowledgement? I mean, and it's it, and it's it's tough because you know you, you think about something that's been that's happened over a hundred years ago, um, over shoot over uh, one hundred and fifty years ago, yeah. And now you know just now, uh, folks are saying, oh yeah, that was. <laughs> that was wrong. We're glad that slavery ended. And I just think about just how things went rang hollow. I was thinking about Colin Kaepernick and um, him him kneeling on the sideline. Him kneeling as a um, uh, symbolically uh, against uh, police brutality, but him him kind of conceding a bit in that gesture because he initially just sat down and said, I'm not standing for right. that anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's plenty of athletes who don't stand for the anthem and people in the stands who don't stand for the anthem. But uh, him trying to do right, him trying to extend an olive branch and show someone respect and solidarity for troops didn't matter. And he was vilified for kneeling. Right. And, um, and his whole message got lost. His whole message of what people were... Uh, why he did what he did, why he didn't want to. Um, he talked about dead bodies in the streets, you know, and singing and, and praising the country uh, where police murder is rampant and he wanted it to stop. And they just talked, they just flipped it on him being disrespectful mm-hmm. to our nation, our country and the troops. And now 2020, you got cops kneeling down uh, with protesters. You got Nancy Pelosi kneeling down with a with a kente cloth mask on uh, uh, to try to show solidarity, right. but cops still murdering people. Look at George Floyd, and Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. He's he's blacklisted forever. That's right. Based on based on his his political stance and him protesting his his voice and his rights. So it's like. You know that kneeling, like the holiday, is like, <laughs> like this right. change come with this change come exactly. with that. Like, exactly. like I like like I ordered, I ordered a five piece. This fries come with that. There's a biscuit <laughs> come with that. There's a drink come with that. Or right. it's just yeah. it's just you know do napkins come with that? Damn. Or right. it's just the five pieces on the track. It's like what comes with this. And I think we kind of know the answer that, you know, a whole lot of gas. Well, listen, you know, they're famous for, you know, handing things and saying, oh, here you go. And then when you uh, make a complaint, oh, they ain't never satisfied. Look at what we did for y'all. And y'all just still complaining. Well, listen, <laughs> I mean, even the, the, the Colin Kaepernick thing, listen, they don't want athletes to have a voice or uh, uh, speak up about injustice. They want you to the game. They want to be entertained. They want you to shut up. Okay. And uh, going back to what you said a, a couple of minutes ago, this holiday um, being established as a, a a 
national holiday kind of reminded me of back when Trump was uh, signed into, you know, to, to give Jack Johnson a uh, part, you know, like 70 something years after <laughs> after the man had died. You know what I mean? Trying to pardon him, give a, a dead man a pardon. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure that's great for his family or whatever. But listen, you pardoning this man, what about all the people that's unjustly in jail right now, accused and 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 uh and put in prison unjustly, uh, falsely accused and falsely uh, uh damn I'm, I'm messing yeah. my words up. Yeah, no, but, I'm with you. Messed up behind it. Because you think about it, all right, you're giving them a pardon. What does that mean? Like, think about it. Jack Johnson, you're talking about the boxer, right? Right, right. Right. So it's just like, all right, this was a man who was a professional and a celebrity and just just uh, probably a father and a son and a brother and a husband or whatever. Just a man. Just I, This is what the black community's face. And you remove him and they're in prison. He So he died in prison? No, no, no. He didn't die in prison. In fact, he wasn't even in there that long. But you know, it's just the fact that he they tried they they didn't try they convicted him of you know uh, uh, violating the Man Act. You know, the Man Act, the uh, transporting women across state lines, which really it was for him. He was doing it with white women. That's why you know they wanted to get him. So, what was the purpose of the pardon? That's later. the that's the question I'm asking. I think it was Sylvester Stallone kind of initiated it. You know, he's a big boxing fan, oh and he wanted to see if he can get Trump to, you know, pardon Jack Johnson. Because, um, what's the senator name who passed? McCain, uh, John McCain. John McCain, before he passed, he was trying to get Obama to do it when Obama was president. He was trying to push for Obama to uh, pardon Jack Johnson. And of course, I guess that's some Obama said, you know, he ain't had time for, but uh, Trump actually, you know, made it happen. But it's one of those things that people look at and they clap and say, yeah, yeah, you know, look what Trump did for y'all. What? Listen, (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm a Jack Johnson fan. I'm glad that he getting his, 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 his justice. But even Jack Johnson would laugh at that and be like, well, you know, come on, man. It's only because he's a celebrity. So, like, my my initial point was just that, um, you know, when you take somebody and, you know, you imprison them for whatever reason, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. people who stand on both sides of the prison system. Uh, but you're removing somebody. But when it's unjust, of course, we, we, we're focusing on that and wrong. You're removing somebody from their family. They, their kids is affected. Uh, in numerous ways, they spouses affected. They so folks are done emotional, psychological harm. But then even and we get to talk about the finances again. What if this person is the breadwinner for their family, right. and now that's taken away and removed, and they're impacted that way, and generations are impacted. I wonder if generations. I mean, even though he didn't die in jail, but who knows if just being in prison and dealing with the system, how it impacted his family for generations to come. And it happens. You remove this one piece, this one piece that could could have been the educator and protector or provider or breadwinner or success. And then, you know, you, you think about 
I, I mean, and I don't want to go too hard on the tangent, but you know, me and a lot of my friends, our fathers were not in our homes. And um, I know uh, a lot of my non-Black friends who fathers were in their homes and they get educated, they get plugged in, they get, they get protected. They kind of have a different sense of security uh, how they move around in life. And this isn't everybody. I'm just giving a real, like, great example. But, um, you know, you, you also talk about how you become an adult and, or, or, you know, uh, someone to help support you through school and mm-hmm. someone help to help support you get a, a job. You know, you're tied into your father's network or your grandfather's network. Right. You're tied into their inheritance or, you know, they might have left you some stock or some real estate or some property or right. some, some something like that. Um, or, you know, you're tied into their traditions. So you're tied into like a tradition of, you know, financial uh, and then community and cultural and all of that is wiped away when, you know, some of these figureheads are um, uh, imprisoned um, uh, wrongly. Uh, right. So, so like, like, like what, so what does that 70 year pardon come with? Like I know, and, and, and to, to double back, um, we talking about a celebrity. We talking about one celebrity to another, one politician to a celebrity. And I kind of want to wrap and end on this note, like, because I, you know, I'm really affected by that video you sent. Just because the black athlete or entertainer, musician, or even politician exists now mm-hmm. and has money now and is not in poverty now and is on that stage or in that light, it has nothing to do with the reflection of. Um, the people. It's a figurehead. As much as I was happy about Barack Obama, Barack and Michelle Obama being in the Oval Office as president and first lady, I know that that does not, I know that certain people would use it as a symbol to say right, that, right. oh, racism is over. Look. Right. <laughs> right. People, are, people are so quick. People are so quick to do that. People are so right. quick to say, oh, the uh, you know, the kind of dust their hands and say the problem is over look right. when it comes to what black folks are dealing with you know look look at um how much money this athlete's making why are they crying why are they still upset because lebron james the number one athlete in 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 basketball in the world and gets hundreds of millions of dollars and has this high net worth still someone will come and spray paint nigger at right. his house on his right team, where his right. where his wife and kids live Right. So, so yeah, you're in Beverly Hills and you're in Brentwood and you're in these exclusive neighborhoods, but the mindset for many in the country has not changed one bit. And yeah, you know, you're in the Oval Office and you're in the highest seat of political power, but you have newspaper outlets and, and people in media, um, domestic and foreign, I'm talking about Michelle Obama, that will mm-hmm. still call you a monkey and paint pictures and draw pictures and call you an ape. So, right. you know, I kind of so so I don't want people to take this time to say, hey, look, you know, Juneteenth is a holiday. Stop crying. Stop right. complaining. All right. your problems are solved. Now the onus is on you. Now it's your responsibility um, for you to remove all barriers uh, in your path to success in, in your life because uh, there's a holiday on June 19th. I, I, I'm glad you touched on that because I know we're about to we're about to shut it down, but 
that's another thing that historically has always gone on. Oh, oh, you know, this happened, this event happened. There was a black president, you know, uh, black people have money there. They, they, they're successful. Listen, you, you, just because certain people make it to a certain level, you know what I'm saying, does not speak to the, uh, the people as a whole. You understand what I'm saying? And yes, we all want to strive for our dreams. This country, you know, oh, this country has given you all the freedom to, to do whatever you want. Okay, yeah, we all striving for our dreams. We, we all striving to make our lives and our family lives better. But even when we make it to a certain point or get to that height that we never thought that we would get to, we still have to face the bullshit. We still have to be pulled over by police and questioned and pulled out of the car and judged. And why are you driving this nice car? Is this your neighborhood? Is this your house? I mean, college professors, educated people, you know what I'm saying? Being being arrested and questioned, do they even own their own home? You understand what I'm saying? So even when yeah. you make it to a certain level, it still doesn't matter. But yet you love to say, Oh, racism is not is it is it doesn't exist anymore. These people are successful. You could be successful too. Okay, yeah, I can be successful. But once I get successful, are you fully accepting me as a human being? Are you fully accepting me as a citizen of this country and no more discrimination and racism? I don't think so. So I don't even know why you're mentioning that. Right, right. Yeah, it's deep, brother. Um <laughs> But thanks, everyone, for joining us and joining the discussion, uh, the topic. It's something we try to aim to touch on what's going on in current events uh, and kind of kind of share the barber talk, barbershop talk with y'all um, for JD and B. You can find us on Instagram at JD and A-N-D-B, 21 and is spelled out. And uh, we're a part of the CBN network. So... Um, uh, our main podcast is through Anchor, so you can go to anchor.fm slash CV network uh, to find uh, past shows. But again, when you look for us on Spotify or Apple, we're there. Uh, we're just there under the CVLC CVN. So the network is CVN. And we're looking to have a whole lot more uh, sh- different types of shows for you. We have different voices, different ideas, different discussions that we want to bring about from past, present, future, uh, whether it's um, faith-based to sports to comedy. Uh, look forward to a lot more content from us, but uh, for now, we are JDB. We hope to present uh, our voices weekly on current topics uh, And again, I'm B, and that's JD. Check y'all out later.